This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Ngunnawal people. We would like to pay our respects to elders past and present. This land always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Our sovereignty has never been ceded. Welcome to Reconciliation Roadmap, the podcast where we navigate the path to building better businesses through reconciliation. I'm your host, Holly Furling. And I'm Dixie Crawford, a proud Barkindji woman living on Ngunnawal country. I am your guide to developing and implementing reconciliation action plans. With years of experience as a RAP consultant, I'll bring you the insights and perspectives that really do matter. Think of us as your go-to RAP resource in your pocket, tackling all the questions that you've had. This isn't just a conversation. It's an actionable roadmap for your business towards positive change. Okay, Dixie, we've done the pre-work in developing our app or working out that we would like to engage in a wrap. And now as an organization, I've decided that I need to actually engage a professional or a consultant in this field, just like yourself and your business. What exactly is a wrap consultant and what are some of, or, or why is their expertise really critical in the development and implementation of a really successful wrap? I am going to love this episode. Obviously, because I'm a rap consultant myself and I love talking about myself. Um, no, I want to really share as much insight of much of my insights and perspective and experiences as I possibly can, because I think there are a lot of people out here that are desperately needing expert advice and guidance around the implementation. So the development, the implementation, and the monitoring and evaluation of your performance around your organization's ramp. And it's important that you have an independent view uh, perspective that's being applied to the work that you're doing in order to make sure what you're doing is reflective of community needs or someone that is asking you critical questions that allow you to reflect on what it is that you're doing, where there are opportunities for improvement, what you can continue to do, but also what you definitely should stop doing as a matter of urgency, right? So a RAP consultant is someone that can provide you expert advice and knowledge and experience and will share their experiences with you based upon what it is that they know about the subject matter from the reconciliation framework to relationship building with First Nations communities to understanding the content area of your core business within your organization. But a RAP consultant really can elevate the impact and also, I guess, supercharge the work that you're doing, right? So RAP consultants really play a crucial role in promoting reconciliation around being a champion or being a conversation starter around cultural awareness. They demonstrate that you are consistently thinking about or being focused on the core pillars of of the RAP, being respect, relationships, governance, and and opportunities. And they also want to make sure and they create opportunities for you to embed into your daily practices how you develop and how you implement plans to achieve the deliverables that sit in the RAP document. So I personally can very much see the difference in the performance of organisations that have a RAP consultant versus those that don't have a RAP consultant. There is a huge amount of knowledge and experience that sometimes organisations will 
not have access to because you haven't decided to engage with a RAP consultant or someone who has got subject matter expertise in the field. So regardless of your best intentions and your goodwill, if you don't have someone to help you navigate the path of reconciliation and also the strategic implementation of the document within your organisation, you are going to come up against challenges that you did not anticipate. I think sometimes too, there's businesses that say uh, are on that side of the fence, but then the other side where they understand the gap that they've got and they don't know how to actually go about finding someone who's who's perfect for the role or how to even begin engaging a RAP consultant. So, yeah, I'm equally as excited as you about this episode and just to have actionable steps. I wouldn't even know where to begin, but qualifications and expertise is usually like the first checklist on a resume. What sort of things should I be looking for and how can I gauge a consultant's cultural competency and their sensitivity as well? Well, usually expertise and um, and qualification is at the top of the list, depending on whether or not your dad is the owner of the company and your name is Chad, right? So maybe you just skip the, the queue and you all of a sudden become the coup of the organisation. But a couple of things, right, around looking for the right rap consultant and where to start. So the first thing I want to say is that there is no formal qualification for a rap consultant, right? So what you need to do is that you need to consider what people know, what they've got experience in and how people, and if people know what they're talking about, right? In in Australia, we're pretty straight up, right? We, we know when someone is bullshitting us. We know when someone knows exactly what they're talking about, right? Again, I've mentioned this time and time before. We can really pick people apart in terms of recognising, does this person know what they're talking about? Do they have the experience? Do they have the capability to help us navigate these challenges or are they just talking shit, right? And let's be honest, in the corporate world, there are a lot of people that will spin a deadly yarn and have really beautiful marketing and branding. By the way, I'm one of those people that has beautiful marketing and branding, but also if you do. So yeah, thanks very much, team. I'm glad that you all recognize that. But actually, if you look at my content and then you come and have a conversation with me, you will see that there is a direct alignment between what I publicly speak about on social media versus the actual intellect that I have and the experience in order to do the work. So it's important that you engage a consultant that understands reconciliation, that understands the RAP framework and has that demonstrated experience. I've, we had this conversation before, Holly, when we, when we were talking about engaging professionals. So let's say, for example, if I want to engage a business coach, I will look for someone with demonstrated experiences, right? So the things that I'm looking for is, does this person run a profitable business? If I share with them the problems that I'm experiencing, can they anticipate what the causes of my problems are without me even telling them, right? And so almost like, can they finish my sentence, right? Do they get me? Do they understand what I'm talking about? This is from me. For me, this is how I know whether or not someone's got the legit lived experience and the capability to help me navigate the risk. Because one of the things that you really do need to have in your consultant is that person to anticipate risk for you, right? And also help you come up with strategies to mitigate that risk. If they cannot, you've got a problem, right? That's a red flag. What I will say is that every single First First Nations person with kinship and community connection 
cultural knowledge and social experiences of discrimination and isolation can contribute to the development and implementation of your RAP if they want to, right? And so I just want to talk about this a little bit further because it's a really interesting point, particularly as we talk about um, identity and we talk about consultants in general. And I don't want to throw shade on people, but I also need to run the ball up here and be very clear and concise about this. There are a lot of people out here that are calling themselves consultants who have all of a sudden found their blackness and their cultural identity that are now magically rap or First Nations advisors with very little lived experience and they genuinely have no idea what it has been like or is like to be black in this country. So it's crucial that when you are having conversations with your with a consultant or you're trying to engage with someone, do they have a community or a kinship connection that can be validated? And I'm not talking about your confirmation of Aboriginality or a stat deck or a certification with Supply Nation or a black business, whatever it might be, because that stuff doesn't really matter. The things that really matter is does community vouch for this person? So you need to take the time. You have to trust me on this one. Take the time to build community relationships with people so you can go to them and ask the questions. Do you know this person? Have you heard of them? What's the, what's your feedback, right? Always be seeking out diverse perspectives, but you have to do your research around engaging a consultant because, and it's going to be tricky for you as a non-Aboriginal person doing this work, but please don't make that mistake of engaging with someone to be the front person and the advisor on the implementation of your RAP when they have no idea what they're talking about. So what you're saying is, is that some of those really key pillars within the implementation of your app, so the relationships with First Nations communities, that's actually something that you should probably be starting sooner because that actually can help you choose the right RAP consultant. Yeah, it's really, really important. And this comes back to a point that we spoke about in an earlier episode is that we tend to have a RAP working group with no mob on it, right? And that's okay internally, but you have to have external advice, Aboriginal perspectives and worldviews that are informing your strategy and your implementation because, again, this work cannot be about us without us. So it's really important that you do the work and you consistently build relationships because those relationships are going to be really, really critical for you as you progress on the RAP framework journey. So what does the usual process look like when you are engaging a RAP consultant? Like let's say that I've shortlisted a couple that my company is looking at engaging. I mean, you mentioned a a couple of questions already that you should be asking, but what other bits of criteria should I be looking at? So here's something I prepared earlier. So I have a list of (laughs) um, criteria points, which I really want you to think about um, when you are considering and you are assessing whether or not the RAP consultant that you are speaking to, or as you go through the tender process, is the right one for you. And red flag team, um, or just a quick, you know, heads up, the budget is not the reason why you should choose a consultant, right? What their prices are, doesn't necessarily make them the right consultant for you. And I understand the challenges. There are businesses that have limited budget available. I get it, right? But also if you engage a consultant in any space, right, doesn't even necessarily need to be in the wrap space. It can be as a marketing, you know, someone as a a marketing company or as a graphic designer or, I don't know, gardener, whatever it might be, right? 
you have to engage someone that's got the subject matter expertise and experience to do the job. And sometimes those people charge a particular rate that might be inside or outside of your budget. Now, the right person, again, is not going to necessarily be reflective of the budget that you have available. So be prepared to go back and consistently ask for more and more money if that is the case for you. Because if you engage with someone that doesn't have the confidence and the capability to navigate the challenges that you will have as an organization around implementation and you make big mistakes, guess what? Those big mistakes will also cost you big money down the track. So look at your engagement with a, with a RAP consultant as being an investment versus being an expense. And sure, I understand that, right? Because I'm a consultant, but I get commercial and I get expenses and I get investment, but I cannot tell you how many times I have seen other consultants clean up the work of another consultant because, and it's cost the client more and more money because they just didn't do the, they picked someone that was a cheaper option versus someone who was the right option for the business. So please don't make that mistake. So budget is the first thing that you need to think about. So let me run through this list of, of um, demonstrated skills that I think is relevant to you deciding what it is that you need to consider when you are engaging a consultant. So the first thing is that they need to have a demonstrated knowledge and understanding of First Nations histories, cultures, and reconciliation principles and practices. Now, when I'm talking about histories and cultures, I need I need you to focus on, on your consultant being able to communicate and clearly articulate the social and political experiences of Aboriginal people in this country as a result of colonisation and how colonisation continues to impact on the 17 closing the gap targets that exist in this country, also the relevance of the priority reforms because at the end of the day, closing the gap is the largest social policy document and strategic direction in this country that is trying to enable change. Now, in all fairness, there are things that state and federal governments must be doing better and they have to do better, but this is the only document that is going to champion change from a social justice and equity perspective where Aboriginal people get to live a self-determined and, and autonomous life where we have good life experiences and we close the gap in terms of life expectancy. In terms of also the points around reconciliation practices and principles, these people need to have an understanding about how to go about implementing project plans to address the deliverables and to ensure that the deliverables approach, the, the approach that you have to the deliverables is effective and is efficient and is going to actually achieve the outcome, right? So look for those things. Look for people's experience in terms of developing and implementing customised and relevant wraps that are to the organisation, right? So how can they serve our organisation and our core business and support us to do what it is that we do? So this is really interesting because the wrap framework and the deliverables are the same, right? So what you have in a health organisation to what you have in a construction company to what you might have in an IT company, they're all the same deliverables. And some organisations put new deliverables in there and some organisations don't, right? So there is a framework that is being used, which is standardised. So what you need to work with someone, you need to be able to work with someone who can make the deliverables relevant to your organization around implementation and make it clear to you how they make it, how you would make the deliverables relevant to your organization. 
Look for someone also that's got really strong interpersonal and relationship building skills, right? So do the, does this person have the capability to effectively engage with a diverse group of internal and external stakeholders, right? So look at their communication skills from a written and a verbal perspective. Will they have the ability to influence my leadership team, right, from a thinking perspective? Can they influence my leadership team from an investment and from an action perspective and how it is that we approach the deliverables and the action that we take? I also really need you to focus on the analytical and problem-solving abilities of the consultant from a strategic, a quality assurance, and a risk mitigation perspective right? Again, an analytical and a problem-solving ability with a strategic quality assurance and risk mitigation approach, because our job is really to help you identify what are some of the risks and how it is that you approach those risks in order to minimize the impact that they will have in your business. Do they have project management skills? Are they effective around planning? Can they help us organize things? Can they make it really clear to us around what we should be prioritizing and what we shouldn't be prioritizing? Also need you to think about does this person demonstrate the experience and can com- they, and can effectively communicate cultural sensitivities to our organization so our organization and our leaders can develop skills around empathy and respect to effectively navigate the challenges and opportunities of reconciliation in Australia. So think about the context of people being able to tell you the story, but also tell you how you become a good rap partner and an effective leader between building the relationships between First Nations people and non-Indigenous communities in this country. And I guess the final point that I just want to raise there is, does this person have a demonstrated and working knowledge of the social and political landscape around legislation, policies, or frameworks that are related to First Nations affairs and reconciliation? Because this space is consistently evolving. Fair to say also some shit doesn't evolve quick enough. But does this person have their finger on the pulse and can they communicate the relevance of what's happening in the big wide world and how it is that that um, needs to be relevant to our business and how it is that we communicate. So there's a big list of things there. And I know that I've run through them really quickly, but it's always about demonstrated experience and capability. I cannot tell you how important having a nice relationship with someone and building trust and respect and, and you know, having connection with someone who makes you laugh, who makes you feel comfortable. That's all really good and well, right? But also that person's got to pull up that person's got to demonstrate the skills and the capability to help you solve the problems. And if they don't, that's okay. But don't make decisions based on budget. Make decisions based upon someone's capability and their demonstrated experience of actually being able to deliver the work. Hey there, just quickly interrupting the podcast. It's Dixie here. I just wanted to let you know that on the 5th of December of 2023, I am running a Rap Leaders Masterclass. Now, the Rap Leaders Masterclass is for any leader within an organization who is responsible for the development and the implementation of the Reconciliation Action Plan. Now, as an experienced rap consultant, I can tell you that what you might be experiencing right now in terms of barriers, in terms of your mindset, in terms of the challenges that you have in immobilizing leadership within the business, you're not alone. These are things that people experience all the time in their organization. And this is why I have developed the Rap Leaders Masterclass. I want to help you define your purpose and your vision and also discuss with you how it is that you 
make your values visible within the business in order to have greater influence, be more effective, and to gain more engagement within your organization around the purpose, the potential, and the impact of the wrap. We're going to be looking at performance metrics. We're going to be looking at project management. We're going to be looking at effective communication, and we're going to be looking at how it is that you effectively implement the wrap with practical strategies and skills. So if you're interested in this masterclass, please let me know. It is online. There's details in the show notes, and I would love to see you there. But what I want to do is support you to be the most effective and impactful leader that you possibly can. So we're looking at leadership skills. We're looking at practical action. We're looking at building a network for you with other like-minded leaders within the RAP network. We're also looking at how it is that you create a framework for evaluating and measuring the success and the impact of your RAP implementation. So There's a lot there, but if you would like to be involved, please let me know. Information is in the show notes and I would love to see you there. Let's get back to the podcast. It seems like a very holistic approach that you need to take when it comes to engaging a consultant. I mean, as you mentioned already before, it's just like bringing in another consultant as part of your business and how seriously you would take that. This isn't just a an add-on, this is just as important, if not more important, making sure that you get this work right. Because as you said, it's going to cost you more in the long run. Do you think within some of those uh, things that you mentioned, and I mean, you did race through them nice and quickly, but if you do need to go back and listen to them again, do it, make sure you've got your pen and paper out and, and jot it down. Is it about asking questions around some of those themes and even asking for evidence of, of them having done that work within other businesses? So in order to identify who the most appropriate relevant consultant is for you, from the perspective of developing and implementing and progressing with your app journey, you've got to really understand what problems you're facing and be able to clearly articulate that to the consultant in order to make an informed decision around whether or not this consultant is the right one for me. I cannot tell you how many times a day I will get a message on LinkedIn and saying, hey, Dixie, we need some help. We need an advisor, but we don't know what it is that we want. If you don't know what you want, how am I going to be able to tell you what it is that you need, right? And so you need to spend time in understanding the problems and the challenges and where you want someone to help you contribute to solutions to be able to do this work properly, right? It's really, really important that you know where you currently are and where it is that you want to be. Now, a consultant can help you pull that apart, right? That can help you unpack it. But you do have to have some level of insight because some level of insight will also demonstrate there being a level of self-accountability and responsibility around the work that you're doing and what it is that you want to do and where it is that you want to be. So, From the perspective of looking at, you know, doing your research is that one of the places where you get really good advice around whether or not someone is deadly or someone is gammon is community, right? And I cannot stress this enough to you, but community really do have to validate and vouch for people. This is why, again, it's critical that you continue to build relationships with mob and organizations, right? And these relationships have to be built over time and they have to be really focused on trust and respect. But what I will also say about this point, which is probably going to be a little bit confusing, is that you do have to remember that not everyone gets along and people might have opinions about someone based upon a personal friction, but that doesn't mean necessarily mean that the consultant isn't good at their job, right? So for example, there are a ton of people that can't stand me and that's cool. I'm totally okay with that. 
but that doesn't mean that I'm not good at what I do. It doesn't mean that I'm not experienced or exceptionally talented, which I believe that I am. Um, and I know that I am, right? It doesn't mean that I'm not good at what I do. And it doesn't mean that someone isn't good at what they do because of the opinion that someone has around, I don't know, like this person, or they said something here one day, or I saw them here, right? Like you have to make sure that you are focused on skills and demonstrated outcomes and experience. So maintain a focus on the skill set, the capability and the outcomes, and think about the relationship that you want to build with this consultant, right? And how you want that relationship to be from an approach perspective about how we work together, but also what the outcomes will be, right? So you want someone who is you know, a person or an organization that is reliable, that's responsive and that's engaging and that is solution focused and that has the experience and the education and the awareness about how to navigate some of the challenges. So what I want you to do is ask yourself this question, right? Does this person add value to the organization and will we be a good team together? If the answer to that question is no, and they don't have the experience and the capability, then it's a no in general, right? And keep looking for the right rap consultant. But once again, I will bring this back to the fact that just because post-referendum, I'm seeing this quite consistently, is that some budgets have been reduced in the industry for clients to engage a consultant. But I'm saying no to work because I'm not working for $10,000, I'm sorry, I'm definitely not working for $10,000. I'm worth far more than that. But make sure that you're engaging a consultant to help you solve the problems that you are going to have as a business. Otherwise, once again, you'll be investing in someone later down the track to solve that problem that, in fact, if you just ponied up with the money in the first place, you may not be in the situation. I think, again, it's a valid point of needing comfortability with someone but also, too, knowing that, those challenge points need to happen and that possibly a reason why someone may sit with you a little bit funny or, or what it might be, it's, a, it's reflecting something back to you as well or maybe challenging you in other areas that you didn't exactly expect. I know that we spoke that there's no formal qualifications when it comes to a RAP consultant, but are there any other specific industry certifications, accreditations or even other areas that you can go to to find a, a list of, of RAP consultants when you're starting to look to hire and I guess find a way to really sort through, apart from going to community, really sort through some of those credentials that someone may be spooking. Yeah, there's a couple of ways that I want to encourage you to approach this, right? So jump on Google, check check out things, jump on the Supply Nation website, you'll see a lot of businesses that are on there. But I was in the position in an organization, this would be my approach, right? I would set a target of trying to get three quotes from from consultants, right? And I would list a criteria in terms of what this person's experience and what it is that they need to demonstrate to me as a business and as an organization. I need to be really clear on the budget that I have available and I have to clearly articulate that to the consultants that I'm approaching because I'll tell you now, if you go down the path of the sales transaction and we've had six or seven meetings and then all of a sudden you tell me that you got $10,000, I'm telling you right now I'm going to be real like crusty about that. I'm not going to be in the mood to deal with you anymore if you've had me on the hook for a while 
and you've been going about this process and then all of a sudden you pull the rug out from underneath me. That kind of stuff really will stick with you as a business as well down the track. Remember, your reputation is what people say about you when you're not in the room. So be mindful about how you approach these processes and make sure that you've got really clearly articulated and strong governance processes around it. So the first thing is that I would know what my problem is. So you do your research, right? You build a brief. The second thing is that you do your research on your client, on potential rap consultants. You go out and you organize to have meetings with them, right? And I would say, I would strongly ask, encourage, if I would, again, if I was spending money in the business and I was accountable for the expenditure, I would ask for a 60 minute meeting to start with. And I would have the conversation. I would go to, I would ask a consultant to tell me about their work, their experience, their approach. And I would also present a couple of options, you know, challenges, talk about some of the challenges that we've got. You have to, this is an interview process, right? We really do have to remember this is not about, does this person feel great for our personalities? Are we going to go holding hands and running through the fields with butterflies and pretty flowers? No, we're not. We're going to be having to have conversations about racism and white supremacy. That's what we're going to have to have some conversations about. So you need to test whether or not someone has the capability, the experience and the confidence to be able to have those conversations in a very effective and influential way within the organization. So have your 60 minute meeting, ask what they do, share some of the problems and ask for their advice around how it is that you would do this. But also make sure you manage a really good balance because I'm not giving away my IP for free right? So be really clear about that. Don't waste people's time. The other thing that I would do in terms of of going back and once I've done my consult, you know, my assessments and I've got a recommended candidate that I want to work with or a consultant that I want to engage, I would go back and I would clearly articulate that to my leadership team about why this person is the most critical person to the implementation of the RAP and why it is that we need to invest in them. And you need to list all of those things. And once again, I cannot stress this enough, if the reason that we're choosing them is because they fit within the budget, that's a red flag. That's a problem, right? That's a bonus if they happen to fit in the, in the budget, but they've also got to demonstrate all of these other things. So make sure you, yeah, do your research, have the meetings, present your problems, ask for their suggestions and solutions, but don't rip, rip us off with our IP. Don't take all our IP and then give us nothing, right? Like don't hang us on the hook there for a long time and then just pull the rug out from underneath us because we get real savage about that. We won't say nothing to you, but, um, you know, it's not, it's not a great process to go through. And it's really interesting actually when, um, because people tend to do this all the time with rap consultants and they're not necessarily, a ton of budget in comparison, a ton of budget that's available for rap consultants in comparison to other consultants that are in that you might need within your business. But that's what I would do. So you've spoken about money a lot this episode, and I'm really looking forward to. We've got another episode in the pipeline that's going to break down a little bit further around resourcing a, a rap and what one that looks like, but but two how you can influence that a little bit more. How can you go about? Like if again, if you were working for a different organization and needing to engage a rap consultant, how can you make sure that there is alignment there between your budget and delivering quality services? Because again, like you said, you may be told that there's only a, a certain budget, but how can you either squeeze a lemon a little bit more and, and get a little bit more for someone who's really perfect for your organization? Or how can you make sure that 
yeah, you're, you're not overpaying or, or underpaying for what you actually need for your organization. Yeah, that's that sounds like a therapy question. Thanks for that one, Holly. Um, I apologize. <laughs> a lot of detail in that one. So, look, underpaying and overpaying is a is a bit of a common theme in the industry, and it's something that we need to be super across and be aware of. But you, the way you avoid that is by knowing what it is that you want or where it is that you want to be, and talking about your current situation. Right. So clearly communicate what it is where you currently believe that you are and define and understand where it is that you want to be and then go into those conversations with your consultants about how it is you, that you go from A to B. And if there's a really clear streamline about how you can do that or a clearly articulated process, you're on the right track in terms of being able to engage the right consultant. One of the things that I would also do in terms of alignment and assessing whether or not there is alignment in terms of what it is that we need and want versus what is that what it is that um, this person can provide us or this organization can provide us is talk in detail about what again just I cannot stress this enough because it's really frustrating right when people will just send you an email and say hey can you give us a quote on you know on rapid advisory well rapid advisory is is very complex what is it exactly that you want me to consult on? Is it your procurement policy? Is it your employment strategy? Both of those things I'm not an expert in. So why would I quote for you on those two areas, right? I would refer you to Crystal Kinsella, who is the gun in procurement in this country. That's who I would refer you to. So in terms of alignment, make sure that you're having conversations with people that know exactly the detail, the content, they have the subject matter expertise and the content knowledge to help you solve the problems that you have. And it just, again, I cannot bring it back to you. You cannot just go on budget and feelings. What are some of those key ingredients then between a, a RAP consultant and an organisation that really fosters that really good partnership where there's positive impact that that's happened afterwards? So whether it's some of your lived experiences or um, what you've seen across the industry? So to start with this one, it's important that you have a thorough understanding of the relevance of reconciliation in your business and that you also communicate the relevance of the wrap in your business to a consultant that you're trying to engage, right? Because if you don't understand that and you can't clearly communicate the core business and the relevance of the wrap or the landscape of the wrap within the business, you're not going to create opportunities or mitigate the risks and, and, and obstacles that you're going to come up with, right? So be really strong and focus around what it is that you need, what it is that you want, and where it is that you are going and communicate that to your consultant or your working group or whoever it is that you're engaged with, right? You have to have a good, thorough understanding. The other thing that I think works really well is when people have long-term engagements, whether it be for a six to 12-month period to start with. Remember, it takes time to get to know each other. It takes time for the work to be done or to identify how the work needs to be done. It takes time to understand culture and to understand how people work, how businesses operate particularly if they're big businesses, right, or if they're small businesses as well, you know, like sometimes small businesses, big problems, sometimes big businesses, small problems, right? But you need to have a really clear understanding of your culture and the way that people operate from both the perspective of the business and the consultant. But I think the core ingredients really do come down to this for me. Reliability, consistency, trust, respect, and from a partnership and collaborative um, perspective, 
what do we see, believe, and know to be the truth about our capacity to operate together as a team, right? If you're not focused on the collaboration of who you are, how you're going to do this work together, whether or not you believe this work is going to be impactful, I really want you to focus on that because at the end of the day, these relationships whether or not it's, you know, yes, it's a commercial partnership and a commercial engagement, but at the end of the day, you know, I've had clients on the phone to me that have cried and been really upset about something that someone has said to them, you know, when they've been doing an acknowledgement of country or that has criticised the implementation of the RAP or the relevance to it. And if I don't have that trust and that respect of my clients or my clients don't have that with me, how are we going to hold space for each other to navigate those really emotional and complex discussions that will take place in the business? So I guess there's also an element of coaching as well as emotional and psychological support that is key to this success. But again, that's not going to happen in a two-month engagement. That needs to happen over a period of time and people need to know who you are, how you operate, where there are challenges and where there are, are opportunities for us as a business. I know I feel like we've mentioned a, a number of things or repeated a number of things throughout this episode, but I think it really hones in that you really need to understand the problem that you've got or the problem that you would like your rap consultant to be part of and, and help you move through. Let's just say, Dixie, I've got a hypothetical uh, situation for you. Let's just say you and I have had our 60-minute chat. I've decided that, yep, you are the consultant for me. You do have your business, Naganya, as well. How, what, what's the next steps? You're a quality rap consultant. What does it look like that now that I've engaged you to work within my business on my rap? The first thing that I will just say is in terms of the engagement is that, um, before you get started in terms of choosing whether or not the consultant is the right one for you, you have to make sure that you've done enough research and you are dying on the hill for your decision that you're making right? So if someone comes back to you and says, why did you pick this person? Or why did you pick this organization? You have to be able to demonstrate good and informed decision making around the process and the outcomes that you've got. So the first steps really are about then after you've started and after you've got involved. For me, I always do a desktop review and I meet with a leadership team and individuals within the leadership team, right? So we meet together and then I meet individually with people for 10 to 15 minutes and that's okay, right? The introductions, who are you? What is it that you do in the business? What's your in, in, your interest in reconciliation? And what's your biggest fear around the implementation of the reconciliation action plan, right? Because sometimes people won't talk about things publicly, but they might talk to me about that individually. And that's really important. So I think when you're seeking out the consultant and you're bringing them on board, make sure you give them as much information as possible for them to effectively do their work. There is nothing more offensive and problematic than telling your consultant little bits and pieces of information and then expecting them just to kind of have a crack at it and know what's going to happen. It's not okay to do that. So make sure you're clearly communicating and you're building trust and you're focused and you're defining goals together and working out plans on how it is that you will get there. So I think 
Again, this comes back to the original brief around engaging a consultant. Know what it is that you want from that consultant. Know the detail and the complexity of the problem that you've got in front of you because they are complex issues that you're going to have. If you think that you're just going to have, you're just going to be like, oh, we're just going to go out and do an engagement project with, with First Nations communities. Um, doesn't work like that, Sarah, <laughs> right? <laughs> I would love for it to be like that, but there needs to be planning. There needs to be consistent approaches and there needs to be a consistency around how do we constantly evolve and make sure that we are demonstrating and adhering to best practices in terms of the way that we approach and have relationships with people. So I think being clearly, um, clearly knowing what the problem is that you have and clearly understanding the role that you want for your consultant. But I think what's also really important is that you are not set in your ways, right? The the scope of the work might change based upon what the consultant can see and what it is that they know from an experienced perspective. Please remember that as independent people looking into your business from the outside, we will see things that you don't. And this is why you engage us in the first place, right? Because we will anticipate opportunities and obstacles that you may not be consciously aware of. You need to understand this from a skills-based perspective, from an experience, but also guess what? We are black and there's nuances in the way that we do business, in the way that we communicate, in the way that we want things to be. You're not going to, there's no you know, 101 book on how to engage and be black, right? Or how to engage with black communities. It takes time. And this is all the stuff that sits in our head that you need to be able to make sure that you have access to and that you have an understanding of. I think it can be so daunting to find not only an expert, but someone that is that right fit for your organisation. And I feel if you are listening to this podcast and you're hearing the passion in Dixie's voice and obviously how much she's driven by impact. I, I think that it's well and truly worth the conversation. Dixie, can you tell us a little bit about your business and what you can do for others if they do choose to to go down the path and looking for a rap consultant and you might be somewhere on that list? Yeah, I mean, I would love for anyone to come and have a conversation with me about a potential collaboration. We may not be the right fit for each other for multiple reasons, right? Because I don't know. Your core business is in the Pilbara. I know very little about the Pilbara, right, or communities that sit there. We might not be the right collaboration because your organisation is just learning about reconciliation and you don't like and, you you know, someone might not respond to a very transparent and robust straight-shooting black woman, right? We may not be the right fit for a lot of reasons, but I will always take a call. I will always have a conversation with you. I love talking about this work. I'm very passionate about it. I'm very driven by the potential of the impact that can happen here. And so come and find me at on my website, Naganya. Check me out on LinkedIn. There's all the links in the show notes. But I'm always open to having a conversation and actually understanding what the problems are that you're experiencing and how it is that you might go about it. Obviously, I don't work for free. And from the market research that I've done is that most consultants are charging anywhere from, you know, they'll start anywhere from 30 to 40,000 and onwards, right? For depending on the scope of work and the deliverables. So in terms of the work that sits there, that's not where I start. Um, but you know, it's always negotiable for me in terms of an engagement, depending on what it is that you need, the timeframes around the deliverable and what needs to be achieved and by when. But I think 
building a relationship with a consultant that you can trust and that can be reliable in terms of holding space for you is really, really important. You want someone that is going to help you build your confidence. You want someone that's going to help you build your capability, but you also want someone who's going to push you outside of your comfort zone right? It's not going to make it easy for you. And I'm not saying that this is a test and it needs to be hard, but if you are the champion, if you are the person that is driving the rap within the business, you need black up, right? Black woman back up like me to help you build your confidence and your capability to do this. Because if you don't have someone like me or another consultant that helps you navigate these challenges in your corner, unfortunately, I don't know how effective and impactful your work is going to be. So, Look for the consultants, being myself included, that is a right fit for where it is that you currently are and where it is that you want to be in the future. But yeah, you can check out my work on LinkedIn, my website, listen to more and more episodes of of this podcast. The whole point of this podcast is to answer some of the questions that you might have as the rap lead within your business. It's always about building capacity. It's always about sharing information and insight and perspectives. I think this episode has been just so insightful in general. As you said, Dixie, the the purpose of this whole series is to answer those questions that you're either too afraid to ask or don't even know where to go to ask them. So uh, thank you so much again for your time, Dixie. And I hope now that there's a little bit more knowledge around how to go about engaging a rap consultant, what that can look like for your business and the impact that that can have furthering your your rap development and implementation. Thanks for diving into it with me, Holly. Thank you for tuning in to Reconciliation Roadmap. If the insights shared today resonate with you in your business, remember, I'm here to guide you further. Connect with me on LinkedIn or feel free to reach out to my business with Onion so I can help you take your next steps towards a more inclusive and connected future. You can find me at naganyu.com.au or head to the show notes.